B'Shem Hashem Na'asev and Asliyah. Welcome everybody from far and wide to our Zera Shimshon class on the parasha. The parasha this week is Parashat Vayeshev. We are going to do Ot Gimel, the third Mamar of the Zera Shimshon. <coughs> Talking about, the, we're, we're starting the story of Yosef HaTzadik now. It gets, uh, it's going to get a little intense. Um, this Shi'ur is dedicated, Leilui Nishmat. The Zerah Shimshon himself, Rav Shimshon, uh, Rav Shimshon Chaim ben Nachman Michael, and also it is dedicated for the Rafu'a Shelema of Kol Chole Am Israel, especially those that were injured in Eretz Israel. May Hashem give them a Rafu'a Nefesh, Rafu'a Gub, Becheni Rasul, Amen. Amen. And it should be in, his, in the Zechut of this Shi'ur of the Zerah Shimshon. All those that are single, Bezrat Hashem, should find their Zivug with all the Brachot of the Zerah Shimshon. And we should all be able to see the brachot of the Zerah Shimshon together. Amen keni ratzon. The pasuk t- in this week's parasha, help yourselves, ladies. Okay. The pasuk in the parasha says, We all know the story of Yosef HaTzadik. Yosef was the youngest or he's called the youngest of the Shavatim, even though he's not the youngest, his brother is the youngest, Binyamin. But he's, let's call him, the, one of the youngest of the tribes. And at that time, he was the youngest boy, so to speak, that was working with the brothers in going and coming. And he used to, as the Pasuk says, at he would bring negative word about his brothers to their father. He would speak negatively about them to their father. Rashi over there says, <coughs> Rashi says, <coughs> all the three things that Yosef HaTzadik spoke negatively about, about his brothers to his father, he was, so to speak, he was loket, he was hit, he was punished with those same three things, Midah keneget midah, measure for measure. There were three things, three major things that Yosef HaTzadik would speak to his father about, about his brothers, and those were the things that were paid back to him, in a sense. What were those things? Numero uno, thank you so much. You are very, very kind. Thank you so very much. Almost spilled that on me, man. I would have paused this video. <laughs> Those three things were number one. Huh? The number one thing that he would say, the Shon Hara that he would say about his brothers was, one was eating the animal without being, it being dead. Taking a part of an animal, eating it while the animal is still alive. Right? Number dos. No. That they were calling the no, they were calling the sons of the, right, the sons of, the, of Bilha and Zilpah, they were calling them Avadim, <coughs> slaves, servants, because they were, they were children of, you know, servant midwives that actually became a part, they were a part of the Shabbatim, but that's what Yosef Tzadik would say, they're, they're calling them slaves. And the number, number three was? Immorality. Immorality. He was telling his father that they're, you know, they're uh, being, uh, they're crossing the line with women. Now, before we even go any further, we are talking about the Shavatim here, the 12 tribes, okay? The Shavatim of Yaakov Avinu, every single one of them, their status was on Harare Kodesh. I mean, they were holy, one holier than the other. Even Shimon and Levi, that people think, oh, they, were, they got upset, they got angry, they went and destroyed. <clears throat> they would not be part of the Shavatim if, and their names would not be on the Choshan Mishpat, on the breastplate of the Kohen Gadol if they were not Tzaddikim. So let's put that out there right now from the get-go that we have to be very, very careful how we talk about the Shavatim. So that's what Rashi says. On each one of these things, Yosef HaTzadik was punished measure for measure. Shaladibah 
שסיפר עליהם, on what he said about his brothers, שהיו אוכלים אבר מן החי, that he said to his father, they're eating אבר מן החי, they're eating a flesh from a living animal while it's still alive. What happened to Yosef? What happened to Yosef at Sadiq? It says, the Pasuk says, וישחטו שעירים במכירתו. That they shechted a seirizim, uh, a goat, uh, um, which they took the blood of this goat, dipped Yosef, Yosef's cloak into the blood, and that's what they showed their father afterwards when they went back. Right? So Rashi is telling us that what was the punishment of Yosef at Sadiq? Telling his father that the brothers are eating Evram in Achai, the measure for measure punishment was that they shechted a goat, Seirizim, and they dipped the blood, they, they dipped his coat, his cloak, into this blood and they showed their father. But how does that measure for measure? Because they killed an animal. They shechted it. Right. Right, but the, the Zer Shimshon is asking what you just asked right now even stronger. You'll see what he's saying. <clears throat> and we know what, uh, I, I said what, he, what they did with the coat, right? Once it was dipped in the blood, they took it to Yaakov Avinu, and Yaakov Avinu said... He, he took from that that a wild animal has eaten Yosef, and that's the whole story started of the Avdut of Yosef at Sadiq. He says, Kasheh, this is hard to understand. It actually is hard to understand. It's kind of what you were saying along the same lines. Manilka, how was Yosef here punished? Where's the punishment for Yosef? We're saying Yosef at Sadiq said negative things about their brother, his brothers, that they ate ever minachai. And he was punished because of that. What, how? They, they, they shechted an animal and they dipped his cloak in it. How's that his punishment? Wait. Compare that to the other punishments that he received. For instance, that he was saying that his brothers are calling the the children of the maidservants slaves. He was, he was sold into slavery. No, compare that now in comparison to, oh, the fact that he said they're eating ever minachai, they dipped his blood in goat's blood. How is that his, how, did he, how was he punished here? Where is the punishment? That he was sold into avdut and, and so on. That's a punishment. Here, he didn't get any punishment here. It's not like, uh, I don't know, I don't know. I don't know what would be the measure, from actual measure for measure, but like, Zerashimshon is bringing out that Rashi is saying that this was the measure for measure, it doesn't, it doesn't look like it was. Where is the punishment? So you have to understand, many times when we talk about Rashi like this in his explanation of, of, of certain things, we have to take one thing into consideration. Rashi's not wrong. We just have to understand what was Rashi thinking. And that's what the Zerah Shimshon is going to do. What was Rashi thinking? Why did Rashi feel that this was the measure for measure for that. Let's understand Rashi's train of thought. Why was them dipping his coat into blood measure for measure for Yosef saying that they eat every minachai? Claro? No, I don't want the answers. Sit tight, bro. Just take a taco, eat a taco. Just act yourself for once. <laughs> ah, I was like, bam! One zero, Rabbi Sakai. So that's what the Zerah Shimshon asks. Sashay, it's difficult. Manilka, how was he? How was Yosef at Sadiq punished? Leosef Shkhtat Seir Seirze, the Bishlama and Masha Sipera Lehem La Aviv, Shayukorin Lechav Avadim. It's good if you say that he was punished because he was saying that the brothers are calling the other brothers of the Shfachot Avadim slaves. Nicha, that sounds good. Nimkar Levet, he was sold as a slave himself. Measure for measure, he was sold as a Avar Shekhtat Seirizim, but Shekhting this, this goat that his brothers Shekhted. <clears throat> Malakut, where is the punishment here? Where did he get hit here? Afim nomar, 
Now he goes even further. Even if you say, which is a Midrash, even if you say that they actually shechted the Seirizim before they sold him, before his eyes, which is a Midrash, the Midrash says they didn't shecht the goat after they sold him. This was an idea they had already when he first came. They shechted the Seirizim, they grabbed him. Repeat, it was already done. And they did the shechting in front of him, before his eyes. He says, even if you say that they shechted the Seirizim before his eyes, <clears throat> because the main punishment that he had was what? His main, Yosef Hatzadik's main punishment was that he was sold as a slave. Right? The dipping of the coat in the blood was only a means of like kind of pinning it to this and Yaakov Avinu like saying okay his son is dead and he'll forget about him. That was the means to that goal. Not a means to the goal of Yaakov Avinu being sold as an Eved. The shechita of the goat had nothing to do with Yosef Atzadik's slavery. It had more to do with what do we do with, our, with their father. Right? It was a means to another goal. So what was the punishment for Yosef? In that. The odd. And more. It says, Lama tekef umiyat shechatu seir izim so why is it that they shechted the now if we go with this midrash that they shechted the seirizim in front of him? Why do it then? Why not wait, sell him, right? And then okay, you have this idea of dipping his blood and okay, and then and then dip the cloak and 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 show that to your father. What's what is in the fact that they showed him? What is, what is hidden in the fact that they wanted it to be in front of him? The shechita of the Seirizim. Ve'od. And more. Everyone following so far? I don't know. Some of your eyes are looking at me and I feel like... A quick recap? Alright, I, I just got my answer. I totally, I just got my answer right now. The guy's like... Listen, let me tell you something. I'm going to be really nice to you. I have no clue what you're talking about. I'm looking at you, but I don't know where I am. I feel like I was just born. Okay? That's what I got from your question. But thank you for being polite. Can we do a quick recap? <laughs> okay, so basically what we're saying is that we believe, the Torah, we believe from the Torah that HaKadosh Baruch Hu works measure for measure. Anything that, anything that happens is, be, is, is a cause, an effect of something else that a person has done. Prime example of that that is always used actually is the story of Yosef. Right? So one of the things that Yosef at Sadiq used to do, he used to go to his father and talk negative about his brothers. One of the things he used to say was that they're eating the flesh of a living animal before they kill it. It's fully dead. Which is something that is very wrong, according to the Torah. It's called Ever Minachai, eating a flesh of a living animal while it's still alive. They could have maybe killed it, but it's still alive and they would, before it's completely gone. That was one of the things. So it says, Rashi says, the commentator Rashi says, how was Yosef Atzadi paid back for this, punished? By their brother, by his brothers shechting a goat, dipping his coat into the blood and showing their father. So the Zerah Shemshan is asking, how is that a measure for measure? Where's the punishment here? He wasn't hurt himself. He wasn't like, he was sold as a slave. But that was the punishment for telling his father that, hey, the rest of the brothers are calling these part of the brothers slaves. So he was sold as a slave. Matches. Here, where's the match? Where's the punishment? Like, uh, where's he getting punished? Oh, he lost his coat? I mean, like, uh, what's, what's the punishment? That was a good recap though. No? Credit. That was a good recap. All right. You're welcome, man. 
ועוד. So anytime you guys need me to do a quick recap, please look at me like he was looking at me for the past 10 minutes. I will know and I will do those quick recaps for you. <laughs> and we also need to know, we also need to understand, if everyone on, on live Facebook can hear me, if you could give me a thumbs up or something, I will know, I just want to make sure the microphone is working on our live session, let me know if you can hear me. A thumbs up or like, uh, or just like smiley face or whatever it is you got. We also need to understand about this Seiri Zim. The Zera Berach says in the name of his Rebbe, the Moharan, listen to this. this, this gets a little deep. That the Sar Gadol Shel there is a very great ministering angel in the heavens. Thank you, Facebook. There is a great ministering angel of the impurities in the great heavens. And his name is Amon Mino. That's his name. I don't know what it means. That's the name of this great ministering angel of impurities. sar shel Mitzrayim. And in fact, this is the ministering angel of Egypt. That's the ministering angel of Egypt. Do you guys ever thought, like you searched it on Google, what's the name of the ministering angel of Egypt? Now you know, you're welcome. Okay? And this ministering angel is holding a seirizim, a goat, in his right hand. That's how he walks around. I don't know why, but that's the ministering of angel of, of, of Mitzrayim holds in his hand the right hand. Oh, okay, okay. They worship the goat and sheep and cattle. Okay, all right. Cool, 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 cool. Thank you. Write that chidush in your own name. Shayam megatreg. This ministering angel was an accuser with the sheep holding this goat, was the accuser of Bnei Israel, and he would accuse them of saying what? Al Mechirat Yosef, on the selling of Yosef. Basically, what is an accuser? Just to, just to clarify what an accuser is, okay? Like, for instance, one of the reasons why a shofar of a cow is not kosher for for uh, uh, Rosh Hashanah, I was gonna be yeah, the holiday that we blow the shofar. <laughs> for Rosh Hashanah, it's not kosher. One of the reasons is because you don't want to remind the heavens of our past mistakes. We made a very big mistake with a calf, right? We don't want to come on Rosh Hashanah and take the horns of a cow and be like, <laughs> do, 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 do. remember? <laughs> you know? No, we don't want. We don't want any of the you know any of our past. Negative to come back. Because those things are going to become a mechatreg. Those things are going to become an accuser, so to speak. The shofar is going to say, look, look, they're using me, a cow's horns. <laughs> Remind you of something? You know, you don't want any accusers on, 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 on the other side, right? So these, this angel is holding this accuser, so to speak. He becomes an accuser, holding a sa'irizim, so to speak. And he's accusing Bnei Israel like, to Hashem, like, hey, remember? Look, look what, look what these, look what these Shabbatim did. The, the, the forefathers of these same kids sold their own brother. And that becomes a megatrik for Am Yisrael. And that's what it says. This ministering angel is holding a seirizim, reminding Hashem, so to speak, of the selling of Yosef, that the brothers came and shechted this seirizim and showed the blood to the father. So this is the kasher, this is hard to understand. Why is the Saroshel Mitzrayim, why is the ministering angel of Mitzrayim, why is he Davka taking a Seirizim in his hand? Why this? What does it have to do with him? To, to accuse Bnei Israel. Because the selling, the, 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 the dipping of the coat in the blood wasn't the main part of the selling of Yosef. The selling of Yosef was the main part of selling Yosef as, as a slave. 
dipping of the coat once again was connected really to how do we deal with our father. When we get home, what do we tell him? Okay, let's dip Yosef's coat in blood. We'll show it to him and he'll think that he was killed by an animal. That was really a means to a different purpose. Had nothing to do with the slavery of Yosef. If the ministering angel wanted to really accuse Ben Israel, I don't know, he would hold a, 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 a whip to remind Hashem of slavery. You know what I, what I mean? Or, or I don't know, some other connotation that means slavery to remind Hashem of. How is the cloak, how is, how is the Seirizim reminding Hashem of, slave, of Yosef's brother selling him into slavery? Understand? So basically, in a nutshell, the main meat and potatoes of the Zerah Shimshon's question is, how is the dipping of Yosef HaSadik's cloak in the blood the main, uh, uh, um, hmm? the main part of Yosef's like, punishment and the later on of being slaved? Why did this become the flag of the ship? You understand? Is that... Yeah, okay, it's understood. Good, good, good. I see from the, I honestly see from the faces, you guys understood. I don't need to do a quick uh, recap. <laughs> All right. Now, he's going to begin answering our questions. It's so wonderful. Can't tell you enough. The reason why the Shevatim shechted a Seirizim, shechted a goat, because it is brought down later on in the Pasuk when the brothers came to Mitzrayim later on. They wanted to bring back food for their families. Yosef was already the viceroy of Mitzrayim at this time. And they come. And Yosef treats them with ah, kingship. You know, he, he takes them in and feeds them, yada, yada, yada. And then on the way back, he tells his son, listen, uh, put my goblet in their... In their sacks, right? And when they go back, you know, then you go and catch them and bring them. So he does so and they're on their way. Yosef HaTzadik's son goes after them, brings them back and he says to his son, tell them when you see them, when you find the goblet in the sack, you say to them, Hare'otem asher asitem. What you did was wrong. Now we think, see this is the beauty of the Torah, we think yeah, Yosef is really saying like, you know, uh, what you did was wrong. Why did you steal my cup? No, seriously, you know. But there's so much depth in the words. That's why Yosef HaTzadik told his son, I want you to use these exact words. Okay? What you, ha what you did, past tense, was very wrong, was ra. Listen to what, this, what, what it says here. Yosef HaTzadik was really telling his brothers If it wasn't for him He was telling his brothers If it wasn't for me Yosef as a part of the Shevatim You would all be lost to Esav Why? What does that have to do with anything? We go back one parsha. Orale? More than that, no. Right. When we go back to the. When, not, but it's not only because of Ein Hara. Physically. Physically. Right. So it says when Yaakov Avinu was in Lavan's house, it says right after Yosef HaTzadik was born, Yaakov Avinu said, time to leave. And Chacham say, what was, what was the indicator that Yaakov Avinu knew now he could leave Lavan's home? And go against Esav, meaning going back home where Esav was waiting to kill him. What was, what was so important? What happened? Yosef was born. And over there it says here like this. Ki Yosef hu setano. Yosef was against Esav. He could fight him. Like it says in the Midrash, the Midrash says, Be Esav nikra sa'ir. Esav is called what? Sa'ir. When Yaakov Avinu, when Rivka Imenu was telling Yaakov Avinu, listen, I want you to go get the blessings from your father, instead of Esav. What did Yaakov Avinu reply to his mother? My brother Esav is Ish Sa'ir. My brother Esav is a hairy man. What words do you use? Use the words? 
Sa'ir. Eh? Right? Kemo Shamru Midrash Rabbah, as it says in Midrash Rabbah in the Pasuk, we say it every Yom Kippur, Venatan Otam Al Rosh Hasair. On Yom Kippur, one of the services was, I'm not going to go too far into this, one of the services was that you would send a goat. Right? Right, the escape goat. Eh? You are following. So proud right now. <laughs> the, the scapegoat, right? That's actually where it comes from. That is so cool. The scapegoat. I have a light bulb on my Right. And it says, Vinatan Otam Al Rosh Hasair. And give them on the head of the Sair. That on Yom HaKippurim, HaKadosh Baruch Hu takes all of the sins of Am Yisrael and puts it on the head of Esav. The Sair resembles Esav because Esav in the Torah is called Sair. So to speak, our arch nemesis, our worst enemy, if we do Hashem's will, Hashem doesn't count our Avarot, He takes them all and puts them into our enemies, on their heads. As it says, in the Pasuk, Hen Esav achi ish sa'ir. My brother Esav is a hairy man. Velachen. Therefore, when they sold him, Yosef, when they sold Yosef at Sadiq because of their quote unquote hatred, Miyad Shachatu Seir Izim Lefanav, they shechted a Seir Izim, a goat in front of him, Lirmozlo, to tell him, Shebeyadam Yeshkoach Leinatzel Miyad Sa'ir. No, we ourselves, we have the power to withstand the Sa'ir. We can beat Asav ourselves. We don't need you. Yosef at Sadiq later on in the Mitzrayim is telling them, You were wrong. What you did was wrong. I'm the only one that could beat him. Without me, you can't do it. But beforehand, when they were selling him, they shechted the Sa'ir saying, We can handle the Sa'ir. We can handle Asav. How? By the fact that they were doing the mitzvot correctly and their good deeds, even without Yosef they could beat him. By doing the shechita correctly, which they did, which was one of the mitzvot of the Torah, they were telling Yosef at Sadiq, we know the mitzvot of the Torah, we're not children. By applying the mitzvot to our lives, we can beat Esav without you. We don't need you. Because we shechted this sa'ir, this goat, this, and we did the mitzvah, the strength of that sa'ir, Esav, will go down and we can beat him. Well, obviously, there's much more to this. But, but truthfully, even when the times of Moshiach, who comes first? Moshiach ben Yosef, right? It is true. We need Yosef. Yosef is the only one that could beat Esav. At the end of days, he is the only one that will be triumphant against Esav and the Amalekites. We need Yosef. He's the one. Uh, we don't know. We don't know. Now, the Pasuk says, and I want to show you. <coughs> So now, what were, they, what were they now pointing out to Yosef at Sadiq by not, by shechting this Sa'ir? Telling him, <coughs> they were basically telling him, you thought that we don't do the mitzvot, you thought we're eating ever minachai, we're eating parts of animals without the animal being dead. That's why you think you're stronger than us, you can, you, we need you. We're going to show you in front of you. We're going to shecht an animal. We know how to do shechita. We know how to do it correctly. We have enough mitzvot to say that we don't need you. Now, it's fair to say who was right. You can't really say who was right and wrong. It's the Shavatim. It is, it is what it is. But this is what was happening. This was the war between, between the two. And why did they have this misunderstanding? Kalafei. According to what the commentators write, like it's brought down in Mora Nebuchim of the Rambam, and it's also brought down in the Sefer HaMitzvot, the book of the Mitzvot. 
What is the reason given that a person is not allowed to eat a part of an animal while it's still alive? Why is Ever Minachai so bad? Why is it Asur? Uh, definitely pains the animal. I guarantee you it pains the animal. The blood is life force, it has to be spilled all over the ground. But the reason behind it, the Rambam says, is Shetami Surah Khilat Ever Minachai. The reason for it is. Because so that the mida, the characteristic of being ruthless, should not be within a person. When a person eats a part of a living animal, rips it off and eats it, intrinsically makes that person ruthless. Little by little, he'll just he or she will just have no emotion. What's worse than that? Watching an animal suffer when a person takes off a living part of it and eats it, right? If you can take that, you can take anything. You'll just be ruthless. You can do anything, right? No, not only this, forget this. I know that there were rabbanim that were, when people went and asked them, they wanted to know what to do in their life. Rabbis wanted to do what, what to do. And I don't remember which one of the chachamim it was. One of the rabbis went to him and he said, you know, he's learning dinei shechita, the laws of shechita. Because he wants to become a shochet. He said to him, don't become a shochet. Even doing shechita, which is the kosher way, the right way, the animal doesn't suffer. But still, you, you get used to spilling blood. It does something to you. It could do something to you. So why, why do it if you don't have to? Now, there's what goes against it. Because you're doing the mitzvah, Kadosh Baruch Hu in the Torah says, because you're doing the mitzvah, I will do something go, to go against that. I won't let that characteristic take you. However, when you're not doing it for a mitzvah, you're taking a part of an animal while it's still alive, you're doing an avera, eating that part, that for sure makes you a very, very ruthless person. Naturally, that happens. I don't know if you know people that do this, but I'm guessing if you do know people that eat animals while they're alive, you, you would not trust your life with them. Okay, we're not going to name any names. We're not going to name any names. He named names. <laughs> I don't know what that's from, but it's funny. So he says, that makes people mean. Ulfizen, <laughs> according to this, Yeshlomar. Now here's where we're coming on to the answer. Sheyosef sifer la'aviv shahayu echav ochlim ever minachai. Yosef HaTzadik went to his father and he said, the brothers are eating ever minachai. Right? Why? Because he was afraid. Maybe his father thinks in his heart. Now look what's happening. Think to yourself. The Shvatim don't like Yosef. It seems that they don't like him. The rest of the tribes, they can't get along with Yosef HaTzadik. Let's put it that way. What is Yosef HaTzadik thinking? My father probably thinks there's something wrong with me. They don't like me. He's probably going to think, I, got, I did something wrong. But really, Yosef HaTzadik said, but they're doing things wrong. So what is Yosef HaTzadik coming to do? He says to his father, maybe he thinks in his heart, the fact that the brothers dislike Yosef HaTzadik, is because maybe they saw Yosef HaTzadik doing some kind of avera, and they don't like him because of it. Because then it would become a mitzvah to hate him. As it says in Pesachim, the Gemara Pesachim says, I'll read you the Gemara, that a person that says, sees one of his friends doing an Avera, mitzvah lisnu'oto, it is a mitzvah to dislike that person, to hate him. Once you see someone doing an Avera on purpose, on purpose, knowing it's wrong, knowing the punishment for it, and says, ah, God shmad. I want to. <laughs> I'm eating pork on <laughs> watch. Right? You have a mitzvah to hate that person. That's a mitzvah. That's what the Gemara says. Right? And therefore, he felt his brothers, his father's going to think, you know why the brothers hate Yosef? Because he's done some kind of averot. And therefore, they can't get along with him. So what is Yosef coming to do to his, brother, to, to his father? 
in order to make sure that his father doesn't like, dislike him either, he, he what? Havi dibatam ra'a. He starts bringing negative reports about his brothers to the father of saying what? That they're eating ever minachai. Telling his father what? You know why they hate me? Because they're mean. Because they're eating ever minachai and it's changed them. It's not because I've done something wrong. They've changed because they keep eating animals while they're alive. They've become ruthless and they just, they hate their own brother. Who hates their own brother? It must be because they're eating Arab and that's why they hate me. That's why Yosef Sadiq was saying that to his father. Saying, that's the only answer I got. That's the only thing I see. I've seen some things and I see they hate me for it. And I'm thinking to myself, you know what? It's, it's the food. Their minds are poisoned. So he was trying to tell his father, I've done nothing wrong here. It's how they've been eating and treating their bodies that's made them so ruthless and mean that they hate me for just being me. Does that make sense? Oh, gets better. What? But the brothers were not eating Eraminachai. So that's far off. That's the thing. So what was really happening here? Now the brothers were trying to... <laughs> Bobby, Bobby, don't jump the gun for me here. Yehuda, can you hold him down please? <coughs> now that it came to the time of the brothers selling, the, selling Yosef, now the Shevatim had a chance to show Yosef. What were they going to show him? <laughs> this is going to answer your question. The exact opposite is true. You're wrong about us. We're actually being very merciful. And they don't hate him for no reason. And this is the sign. What was the sign? They shechted the Gedezim. They shechted the Seirizim. That's why the Torah says, why does the Torah have to say they shechted it? They were not eating it. They were not planning to eat it. They, were, they just needed its blood. Right? So why, she, why the Torah has to say, they shechted it. They shechted it to show Yosef that even now, that we're just using it for the blood, we're gonna shecht it. Because we're merciful, we don't want the animal to have pain. It gets better. They were shechting this sa'ir. And the blood of a sa'ir, a goat's blood, is similar to human's blood. Right? And with this, when Yaakov Avinu sees this blood, and the ketonet, the, the cloak of Yosef at Sadiq, that was dipped in this blood, and he's going to think to himself, that a wild animal has eaten Yosef. Now listen. De'im ita. Because if you would think to yourself, this is, imagine the Shabbatim are thinking this. If you think to yourself that Yosef at Tzadik is really a Tzadik, Hayat Tzadik, he was really righteous, and he didn't speak Lashon Hara about his brothers, and he didn't do any other Averot that you should hate him for it, and the brothers hated him for no reason, and they had no right to hate him whatsoever. Then Yaakov Avinu should have never thought that a wild animal had destroyed Yosef. Who said that a wild animal had killed Yosef? What? Yehuda? Reuven? You want to go through the... Reuven, Shimon, Levi, Huda, You want to go through the entire Shabbatim? Yehuda brought the cloak in front of Yaakov Avinu and he said, Hakerna, do you recognize this? Who said what? Yaakov Avinu said that a wild animal has eaten him. Nobody said to Yaakov Avinu a wild animal has eaten him. Nobody said that. It was Yaakov Avinu's own words. 
That was his assumption. The Shavatim did not lie. They just said, do you recognize this cloak? He took it and he started crying and he said, Ah, Tarof Taraf Yosef. Yosef has been killed. Now, put the pieces together. Why would Yaakov Avinu think that Yosef was deservant of such a punishment? He himself said it. Why would he think that his Yosef is killed? Now, listen to this. Sharek Haimalan, we know that the Gemara says, Gemara Shabbat says, She'en chayara'a sholetet ba'adam, no wild animal can ever overpower a human being, ela imken nidmalo kebehema. If that person does not look like an animal to them. Animals are territorial. If you look like an animal, an animal will fight you and tear you apart. If you look like an Adam, an animal will run away from you. Take it a lion, a bear, whatever it is. An animal has no shlita, an animal has no power over a human being. If that human being is truly a human being. If that human being, the moment he has a burger in his hand, bites into it, without a second thought, what is the difference between that human being and an animal? You put food in front of an animal, Animal eats it. It has no thought process. Food eat. That's the process. I've seen it. Right? A human being, a Jew, that sees food, eats it without a single thought process of thank you, Hashem, thank you for this food. What's the difference between him and an animal? So an animal, a wild animal sees that human being he gets territorial. There's an animal in my territory. I've seen this tested in today's modern age, I should say. Uh, there's a rabbi in New York. He has a museum. Um, I've gone to his museum several times. He's got what's called the Torah Museum in New York. Last time we visited, he showed us a video of himself. He was discussing this in, in, his, in his museum to a group of tourists. And he mentioned, you know, that animals have no shlita, animals have no power over a human being if, they, if the human being is truly the tselem elokim. A human being is, is, is born with a tselem, a godly figure. If you look like God, no animal can harm you. If you really are truly a copy of God. So he said, no animals have shlita over you. And he said, even today. So somebody said, ah, what are you talking about? Ah, what do you, you, you mean to tell me, if you go, in, if you, you see yourself as a rabbi, you follow the Torah, if you go in front of an animal, it won't attack you? He said, yeah, it won't. So the guy challenged him. He said, prove it. I, can't, I couldn't believe hearing my ears. If I hadn't seen the videos, I would not have believed it. Okay? So the guy, uh, you've seen it? No. Um, he said he, he, he spoke to his Rav, and his Rav said halachically, because it was in public, and someone is challenging you on Torah, and it's a chilul Hashem, you have to take the challenge. Okay? So he was telling me, he did shuva, he went to mikveh, and then he showed us this video. He went to the Miami Zoo where they have these alligators that the, the zoo keepers feed with a stick from behind the fence. Okay? The zoo keepers. And the people that take care of them, they don't go in. He goes in there and he starts feeding these alligators. Right? And even the zoo keepers were like, we don't know how this is happening right now. But that's nothing. He goes into, into the lion's cage. And it wasn't like he had just eaten or whatever. He had made sure he's between meals or whatnot. And I, he stood right next to the lion and the lion's just lying there. And he starts petting the lion like it's a kitty cat. <laughs> I don't, I'm not joking with you. And he's talking while he's... If I, would, if I would have taken the challenge, I would be like... Challenge done, I'm out, right? 
He's standing going, as you can see, I am now with the lion. I was like, dude, what are you doing? Right? And, and he's doing it with several animals. And it was, it was like a DVD. It hadn't come out yet. It was for sale. I, I, I wanted to like download it. He's like, it's not downloadable. You have to buy the DVD. And I forgot about it. I want to actually get it to show people. But he went to several places, several animals, same exact thing. And he was fine. What do you think the story of Daniel was? Daniel in the lion's den. You think it was because Daniel was a Navi? Of course he was a Navi, he was a prophet. But it's more than that. Daniel looked like an Adam. He looked truly like a human being should look. No animals can harm you if you do. He had no Averot. What, 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 what do you have to be afraid of? You're, you, if you look the way you're supposed to look as a human being, Tzalem Elohim, in the shadow of God, there's no way an animal should have anything on. Now, God forbid, please do not try this at home. Don't next Yom Kippur do all the teshuvah in the world and then write Mutzay Yom Kippur be like, I'm going to the zoo, I'm putting this to the test. We're lying at, you know? Don't do it, okay? Never, like even if it was him, I would be like, you're, like I was going to be like, I don't even know, I, I don't understand why. I couldn't understand it while I was watching it. You still, I don't, I don't know. But it was crazy to watch, right? So too here. So he's saying now, the Zera Shimshon is saying, why did Yaakov Avinu right away jump to the conclusion that a wild animal has eaten Yosef? It must be that Yaakov Avinu also believed, yeah, there were some problems with Yosef HaTzadik. Or else, how could a wild animal hurt him? Yet he didn't know what we know. When the brothers threw Yosef HaTzadik in the pit, the pit was full of scorpions and snakes, and they didn't do anything to him. So Yosef HaTzadik was the true Tzadik. This was all a misunderstanding between the brothers. And the brothers were Tzadikim. It was all a misunderstanding. But because of this whole misunderstanding between the brothers and the father and Yaakov Avinu and the brothers, this is what just came out of his mouth. Right? El Avadai. Now of course the fact that Yaakov Avinu felt that Yosef HaTzadik was, was, was killed by an animal, Shelefi Masav, because of his doings of Yosef HaTzadik, that he said Lashon Hara about his brothers, Chayav Mita. He was, he was, Chayav um, Mita, he was, he had the death penalty. He deserved the death penalty. Why? Because the Gemara says, Shameh Saper Lashon Hara, he who speaks, he or she, who speaks Lashon Hara, Ra'ui Lashlichola Kelavim. He deserves or she deserves to be thrown to the dogs, wild dogs. That's the punishment for someone who speaks Lashon Hara. That's what the Gemara says. Person that speaks Lashon Hara deserves to be thrown to wild dogs. And it's not using that terminology lightly, like, ah, throw him to the dog. No, it means that a person that speaks Lashon Hara is, God forbid, Chayav Mita. And that's where ya Yaakov Avinu said, okay, it was Lashon Hara. Obviously, this is what happened. Hadin Hayu, Umin Hadin Hayu Yecholimhem, the brothers really should have killed him. Because the brothers felt, Yosef HaTzadik is saying Lashon Hara about us. He's doing all these bad things towards us. And there was more involved in that. They felt that he's trying to throw them out of their father's home by saying all these bad things about them. So they really felt that he's Chayav Mita. He should be killed. It's kill or be killed. That's how they felt. But what did they do instead? They sold him. What does that tell you? They were telling Yosef HaTzadik, you were wrong. We're not Akhzari, we're not ruthless. Because really, we could kill you. We should kill you. But we decided not to. So we're showing you, you were wrong about us. We are very Rahmanim. We are very merciful. We shechted the animal, and we decided we're not going to kill you. That should show you that you were wrong that we were eating Evraminachai the whole time. The entire time your judgment of us was wrong. Wait, how did they not know? How was it merciful when they stole it in the... 
that they didn't kill him. They didn't physically kill him. They threw him in a pit. Oh, some say they threw him in there to decide what to do with him. Why did they bring him out? To sell him. Right? They weren't throwing him there to kill him. Why? They were throwing him to keep him there. No, the brother that said throw him in the pit was in order to save his life, right? But the rest, there were, there's, there's different mefarshim as to why they felt they should kill him. But at the end of the day, they didn't kill him. So that does show them merciful. And that's what they were trying to prove to him. And and with that, they were showing him that they, that they were showing him that he spoke Lashon hara about them. And that, that Now the fact that he was telling their father that the brothers were eating Everminachai, then it became clarified, it became clear to their father that Yosef HaTzadik was eaten by a wild animal and the fact that the father said he was eaten by a wild animal and by them dipping the coat in the, in, in the blood showing Yosef HaTzadik that they're really not ruthless, they're not mean, they're very Rachmanim in fact that was a bizayon for Yosef HaTzadik that was the most hurtful and the most embarrassing moment for Yosef HaTzadik to know that they're going to show this to their father and thinking what his father is going to say, and he's going to believe that Yosef is really not the tzaddik that he thinks he is, that was the punishment. That was Yosef at tzaddik's punishment. That was the measure for measure of the punishment. This is why the Seir Izim became the platform idea of the whole exile of Yosef into Mitzrayim and everything. Why the Seir Izim? Why was the coat so important? Because this is where it all started. It was where the brothers were trying to show Yosef that he was wrong. She was try- he was trying to show them that they were wrong. All of it started from here. But the punishment that Yosef received from the cloak was the embarrassment. The shame of knowing that he had been wrong. By them proving that they were in fact being merciful to him and him thinking, what is his father going to say when he sees this coat? And if he's going to believe that he was killed by a wild animal, then he wasn't such a tzaddik after all. That was the most painful thing for Yosef tzaddik. See how far the idea goes? It's incredible. It's incredible. I got to tell you, my mother, she should be 120. She always tells me, she always tells me, because she has experienced this many times in life. She always says, Mida keneged Mida in the world is a, is a very powerful thing. Every act that we do is paid back a hundredfold. Always. A person has to always be worried about how we treat other people. How we talk to other people. The most important, important, important all of it is how we treat our parents. We don't recognize, we don't realize that Bezrat Hashem, all of you, are going to be parents, right? The way we treat our parents today, think about tomorrow, your kids treating you the same way. You don't understand how true this is. You have no idea, it's, it's scary. Okay, I'm telling you, it is scary. I'll give you a prime example of it. I myself, okay? Baruch Hashem. You know, people that know my mother, I, I love my mother, I, my, my, she should be well, 120. My father, Shalom, my father was amazing, right? But there were certain things when I was a kid, I was a kid. Your kids, don't laugh at me, right? I was a kid, like with food, for instance. There were times that I remember that like my, my mother would like make a certain food a certain way, and then another time she would make it another way. But it was the same food, but she would add an ingredient. For instance, right? For instance, I'll give you an example. I, I, I'm just gonna give you an example. Not that uh, an example. Let's say like <laughs> let's say like spaghetti, right? You like your spaghetti with meatballs, spaghetti and meatballs. Huh? Or for those of you that understand better food, you like your macaroni with gusht. 
Okay? So you're having macaroni, right? And all of a sudden you have macaroni one time. <laughs> Everyone's like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? One time you're having macaroni and there's mushrooms in it. <laughs> what? Is this experienced by everybody in this year? Everyone's like, say it, preach up, preach home, you know? And there's mushrooms in the macaroni, right? And then I remember, I'm telling you, I remember when I was a kid, I was like, why? Why? Why does this have that much? I was having it, it was fine. It was fine. Why add it? Was this like, were we like, was there a sale on mushrooms and now we had to use the mushroom and the mushroom? I would go nuts. I was like 12. I still remember, I'm telling you. Right? And my mom's like, what do you do? What do you talk? So take the mushrooms out. What's the big deal? Don't eat them. They're good for... Don't eat the mushrooms. Don't eat them. Okay, eat the food. Fine, next time. I, I still remember this. And I, I re- what else do I remember? If my mother hears this shiur. I also remember that she would turn to me and say, one day when your kids do the same thing to you, you're going to come and kiss me. You're going to kiss... I'm, she, t- she told me this. I remember it all. Hundreds of times, not hundreds of times, come on, I'm not that bad. I'm saying, <laughs> she would tell me like, one day, wait, she would like smile, wait, <laughs> right? I'm telling you, I've seen it with my own two eyes. I sit at the table and my poor wife goes like, why, 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 why are they doing this? And I'd be like, it's my fault. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, you don't understand. And I was like, and it's actually with the same food. Okay, it's the same thing. It's the macaroni, you know what I'm saying? It's like, it's like, why is there vegetables? Who puts ve- I'm like, and I'm sitting there going, it's so good for you. It's so nutritious. It's vegetables. I can't even believe I'm saying these words. When I was 12 years old, I'd be like, ah, you know? But like, when I see them doing it, I've told my wife so many times, I'm like, I did this. Like, they're me. You, it's haunting me, right? But midah can I get midah truly? And this, what I'm saying, is a very small, you know, in a very small sense. Baruch Hashem, it's just small things. Baruch Hashem. But we have to be very, very careful. The Torah is packed full of it. Packed full of it. That how Hashem hundreds of years waits and repay something the way something else was done. You, th- you, think, you think it ended there? Yehuda brings the cloak to his father and he says, Hakerna, do you, real- do you recognize this? This cloak where Yaakov Avinu has to deduce himself, oh, what happened to his son? Later on when Yehuda is faced with the challenge of his life with Tamar, when Tamar takes his cloak and his staff and his ring, and then Tamar becomes pregnant with his child. But they don't know that Yehuda himself doesn't know that he's the father. Right? And Yehuda says, I don't know who Tamar has been with. This is wrong. She needs to be killed. Tamar sends the staff, the cloak, and the ring. Right? With the same words, Hakerna. He who recognizes these is, is the father. So it payback, you know, Yosef Sadiq was being punished for one thing, but the punisher himself later on also saw the payback later on, even in the smallest way, was challenged with it in life. How careful we have to be. And this goes further. Parents, brothers, sisters, outside, to, just to, to people, towards people. You're in a restaurant and, and the person is serving you food. The way you speak to that person, the way we react, the way you react about service we're receiving, everything has to be done with, with, with a smile. You want the world to, be, to react to you in the way you react to the world. The way we react to the world, that's how the world is going to... So no, you know, now today's day and age, they call it karma. Karma shmarma. Okay? Don't name things after we've come up with it, please. Okay? This is the Torah Tenu HaKadosha. And HaKadosh Baruch Hu says everything in the world is midah keneged midah. Measure for measure. That's how the world works. That's how Hashem balances the world. So if we want positivity, we have to balance the world with positivity. 
We want smachot, we have to have simchas, we have to do things that will bring simcha to other people, so Hashem will give us simcha as well. And I gotta say, this, this oath is not even done, but it's, it's, it's very, very long, it goes into certain things. So I know certain things weren't answered tonight, but unfortunately we're running out of time. But the main part that we asked questions about was why the coat of Yosef was the main, main, main um, um, point of, of, the, uh, of the galut of Yosef at Sadiq's exile and being into slavery. And that's what it was. His punishment from that was the fact that he was getting that embarrassment of knowing how wrong he was. Then it goes into Eshet Potiphar and, and how his punishment with, with the wife of Potiphar, how that was Midah Keneged Midah. Maybe we'll cover that another time. But Baruch Hashem, I think we covered enough. Any questions for here? When they eat the chef, are they authorized to chef? Like spiritually, do you need to say prayer before you chef? Like, does not violate that law of wasting? Just doing something for no reason? Is it just you? Okay, hold that thought. Baruch Hashem, Amen, Amen.